Welcome to Tabletop. My name is Nick, and I think that fudging dice rolls is totally okay. Hey, it's me, Franco, and rolling for initiative sucks. I'm Daniel, and I think you should modify your first level characters as much as you want. And I'm Shade, and if your TTRPG hasn't evolved into a LARP, you've done it wrong. And we all host Tabletop, a TTRPG podcast about all things games and storytelling. And sometimes we have game designers, professional researchers, and even the occasional owlbear. If this interests you, listen to Tabletop every Monday, wherever you get your podcast. Tabletop is a proud member of the Helios Network. In this episode of Negative Modifier, we'll be playing the game Delta Green. Delta Green, by design, tackles various mature themes that may be uncomfortable or triggering for listeners. Listener discretion is advised. Hey, it's Charlie, Negative Modifier's Game Master. First off, thank you for giving us a listen. As always, expect something horrible to happen to the players. If you're a fan, support us by leaving a review on iTunes. If you hate the show, Consider doing it anyway and enjoying the fact that you've inflicted us on someone else. For the most up-to-date news in the podcast, follow us on Twitter and Instagram. And with that... If you will kind of imagine the camera kind of like it, it's whipping around a park, it's kind of slowly following a path, and at an intersection of three different paths to this park, you see a woman sitting on a bench. She's obviously waiting for someone. She has a newspaper in front of her. She's got time. She's sitting in the center of her bench. The, there's two benches kind of on either side of that bench, though. Uh, it's She's waiting for the rest of F-Cell to show up. She has some news for them. She's kind of humming to herself a little bit. She's, as always, a little bit tired looking. Uh, the newspaper she's reading isn't a good newspaper. It's proclaiming Bat Boy bites something or other and gives otherworldly disease. She kind of chuckles at herself for reading this. She's just waiting. Florence? Francis? You find yourself in the city of Chicago. You've been called there for a new operation, but you were contacted by your comrade fiddlesticks a little bit earlier and she said to meet you here before your official meetup time are you on time getting to the park like a what's the vibe at this point you all are kind of you've been on kind of maybe not the disabled list but you've not been on in the field since uh somewhat complicated operation up in new hampshire and a off the books outlaw operation or kind of a containment thing in malta idaho this is probably the first time that all three of you have been in the same place in at least a few months, possibly like six or seven, potentially. Um, Florence would show up on time. If not a um, few minutes early. Yeah, Francis would probably show up. Um, probably show up a little later. Maybe scope out the area a little bit, you know. Yeah. Maybe read, a, read a newspaper on a nearby bench. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, you all you all know each other. You have a certain rapport kind of thing. You all are squad members. So how do you approach, I guess? Like obviously you can't be seen talking to each other hypothetically. This is kind of it's obviously it's intended to be public, so you can talk together without people being able to kind of overhear you well. What's the plan in both your heads? Um Florence is just gonna go and take a seat on the um the opposite facing bench and pull out her phone and just start playing a mobile game. Sounds good. Yeah, Florence is going to rep- Francis is going to reposition uh, with, his, with his newspaper on a, on a, probably the opposite side of the bench of Florence. Yes, yeah, so you kind of making a triangle almost. 
Yeah. Uh, no, Francis sit directly next to um, Fiddlesticks, right? No, Pines. You can. There's also no. This, it's Fiddlesticks. Yeah. There's oh, two more. Gotcha. There's two more benches there too. You could also sit on that flanker. You're also on the flanker. All right. So you're all sitting there. You're kind of biding your time. Fiddlesticks. That's a couple minutes pass. So I'm not sure if you've heard yet, but I got uh I got transferred. Uh, remember our friends down in T cell, Tennessee and Texas. Yeah, unfortunately. Yeah, I guess their kind of their their squad leader got uh taken off the board, and they're looking for someone with a little bit more of an analytical skill to make sure those two stay a little bit more in line. Uh, my name came up. Mostly, I think it's because that bitch Pine's a little bit pissed off at me still, but she can't prove any of us were involved in what she's mad about. That's really reassuring to hear. So they uh, they, they picked you for the cell leader? Uh, at least for the time being. It's more of a field operation than I was expecting, given that. But yeah, I'll be I'll be wrangling the good old boys, if you will. Do you know any more details? Just that you two are now without me, but I, as my first kind of privilege of my new position, I got to pick your replacements, for lack of a better phrase. Oh yeah, Five Card got arrested again. He won't be joining us. Kid cannot stay out of jail. (laughs) Yeah, that's where he belongs. But don't worry, I'm not leaving you totally high and dry. Uh, You you two can figure who runs this outfit now. Obviously you won't have, well, me to bail your asses out, but I'm not leaving you totally in the dark on this one. Alright, so we're gonna kind of like zoom out or phase into the past a little bit, and we have uh, a Hispanic man of some kind sitting in not a Starbucks, but kind of someplace more tea-geared, I guess. They offer a variety of tea beverages, like not high-end stuff, but kind of better than you'd get from a normal place. It's just kind of sitting there what's he thinking about he's just sitting and waiting just staring at the outside through the window kind of relaxed he's wearing like a flannel shirt khaki pants with a cargo you know pockets on him very like lumberjack leisure if you will just kind of hanging out yeah is this his favorite place? Like, uh, what type of tea is he drinking at this point in time? So he doesn't really have a favorite. He just asks for whatever tea the uh, server recommends. Sure, doesn't really uh, have a, a particular pick, so he kind of lets them decide for him. Yeah, so he's saying they're uninterrupted. Is he at a table or is he at a bar? Like, kind of like is he like a, kind of a bar against a wall or something? Nah, he's at a table near a window. Sure. Yeah, so he's sitting there, and Agent Fiddlesticks kind of walks over and sits down at his table. You're a hard man to find. I got a job for you. Huh. What kind of work are we looking at? Uh, before you ask that question, I need to know that you're up to the task. I pull something out of a out of a pile for pockets, like a series of files, slaps them down. You've done some good work, as best I can tell. Your file is extensive from what they sent me. This is kind of the highlights I pulled from my own immediate reference. I was flipping through it. You are confused as to how the hell anyone has anything about you. You, uh, you must work actually pretty deep, considering you've got that much on me. 
usually I, uh, I tend to do a pretty good job about keeping that slate relatively clean. You'll find uh, your, your, your new task, for lack of a better phrase, is the deepest, if you will. You looking for the ultimate challenge of some kind? I, I know you're used to some high-risk, high-reward type of situations, lots of high-stress out in the sand, out in the dirt. According to your files, you've worked kind of with insurgents both overseas and south of the border in several instances. A couple coups under your belt, or attempted at least, a couple uprisings. Not bad work, hypothetically, if it know. happened. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about. And I take a sip from my tea. So, uh, what, what, uh, where are we going to uh, spread democracy this time? If that's what we're looking at, it's time you did some work for the greater good, if you will. Uh, you're going to receive maybe it'll be an email, maybe it'll be a spam phone call, maybe it might even be some good old fashioned mail of some kind in the next week or so. That's going to tell you to go to a certain location. I don't know where that is yet. I highly encourage that you go there and, uh, Kind of like as she, as she says, as she gets up and kind of walks by, and as she's leaving, she goes, I'd leave your dog, though. Just kind of walks out of the tea restaurant at that point. I smile and nod and take a sip from my tea. All right, so back to the park. Yeah, so I got you kind of, uh, yeah, so I got you kind of, uh, what's the right phrase for him? Uh, he's an operator, not military intelligence, I guess. Uh, CIA, I think, and, uh, the other one's a fucking head trip, though, too. Uh, you're not going to believe the other one I got lined up for you. So again, kind of transition to other time period. We're in a church. What's going on in that church? So I have just finished our Wednesday afternoon men's study. I'm kind of relating to uh, veteran yeah, like something out of like the VA veteran affairs and stuff like that. Damien Galt is just putting some chairs away. Excuse me. Sure. What denomination is this church, I guess? Does it have confessionals? Is it... This is going to be a um, your classic uh, Roman Catholic uh, kind of meeting hall. Uh, this is one of their um, spare rooms that they hold different kind of um, public programs for. Um, like whether this is kind of like the AA room, the NA room, this is the uh, wounded veteran room. Uh, but yeah, you can rent this out for birthday parties, I guess. Sure. Like, are, are you talking to people still? Like, uh, what are you doing? You guys sitting at the front just kind of waiting for people to clear out or something like that? Well, what's. Yeah, uh, this is the end. Of, this is the end of the. The um, this is the end of the afternoon session, so there's just kind of people milling about and just kind of putting some chairs away, sure, uh, or whatnot. Maybe just kind of um, ambling, talking to some folks. Um, definitely, just kind of like, all right, time to finish up your food and get out of here. Yeah. So as you're doing this, you see that there's a woman. She's I, she doesn't look like she belongs here. She's dressed in kind of what you'd guess would be federal agent kind of suit of some kind she's choosing to smoke inside the church for whatever reason she's just kind of nonchalantly sitting there like an asshole she's wearing aviators inside just not giving a fuck about what's going on around her um excuse me hey miss i am sorry but 
Uh, do you mind taking that cigarette outside? This is... Uh, most everyone here kind of smokes, but this isn't the 80s anymore. Kind of like get you like a half smile she like hears you say the 80s. And what would you know about the 80s, Padre? Heard you were real busy during that time span. Uh, a lot of time overseas, a lot of... A lot of very unpriestly like behavior, I suppose. Um, Ma'am, it's war. There's a lot of stuff that we do over there. Uh, we do off uh, out of home uh, that we regret. But that's the entire point of this um, veteran recovery session that you're kind of crashing. Could we take this outside, please? Oh no, I, I I think we're gonna stay in here and have the rest of this conversation where uh people can hear you if you get a little agitated and maybe some questions will be asked. Uh uh think of it this way, Father. You're you're being tapped. Uh it's time for you to serve your country once more. And before you kind of start objecting, she kind of reaches into her jacket and pulls out just a thick binder of stuff and slaps down the chair next to her. It'd be a real shame if your new congregates were to learn about some of your uh, activities prior to learning about your calling. Damien kind of licks his thumb and just puts out the or attempts to put out the uh, cigarette that is inside this woman's hand. And it's like, we can have this conversation, but may I ask where you got that? So give me an alertness check while you're trying to do that. All right, baby. First roll. It was like a critical fumble. It wasn't just like a regular ass fumble. It is the best fumble that I've ever fumbled. Yeah, so you kind of like you you miss while you're trying to do this whole action, and as you're kind of falling, you realize that she has now kind of put a gun up to your ribs. You don't know where the gun came from, but she was obviously holding it in one of her hands or was on her at some point, and you're kind of like in this compromising position with this, with this strange woman putting a gun up to your rib cage, kind of like being like, it's what third or fourth rib? What's the angle for the heart on that one again? You're not quite good at what I'm talking about right now, Father. Uh, you're going to go back and play soldier, or we're going to make your life an absolute living hell. This nice life you've kind of scraped out for yourself. Uh, it's time to do something bigger than yourself. Atone for what you did, and kind of gets real close to your ear. And what we both know you did. It's all in that file, by the way. That's only half the file. It's a photocopy. We have extensive fingers that pulled through some stuff and pulled some real interesting stuff about your time over there. Kind of like you hear a holster the gun, put a hand on your back, it's real close to you again. Do you still see them when you have nightmares? You got your psychoval, by the way. Horrible stuff you got up to. Kind of looks around at the room. It, As I said, it'd be a shame if your congregation were to hear about this. He almost growls through his teeth with just how much restraint he's had to kind of pull back with that. That slaps you on the back. Now you're getting it. We'll be in touch. And by we, I mean, you're going to receive something real weird in the mail or by phone or probably by email. We're doing it digital these days. 
with a time and a place and probably a plane ticket of some kind, I highly recommend you make that flight. Later, and she walks out, and kind of as she's walking out, you then also see a man stand up behind, kind of several rows back that you didn't notice when you came in, dressed in a fire department, um, LAP, or, sorry, LA to fire department kind of thing, follow her out kind of thing. She kind of nods at him to follow, and they leave. So back to Chicago. Yeah, so they're hitters, but they got some extra skills. Um, kind of looks at Francis. You obviously were more the good cop in our relationship. Uh, be bad cop, but if you want to still be good cop, I got you two horrible cops to back you up. Kind of turns to Francis, and they'll keep you safe. I understand you're still a tad gun squeamish, but... Where do you find these lunatics? Where do you think Delta Green found you two? Jesus, did you, did you get them from the same same dumpster they found five card from? No, no, these are two highly trained, both veterans, technically. One's still active. Can you call CIA people veterans? I actually don't know on that one. I'll have to look that one up, but they'll watch your back. Uh, one's here because he wants to be. One's here because he needs to be, for lack of a phrase. So keep an eye on that. But Great. we've worked with worse in the past. <laughs> It was that guy that killed himself in that basement that one time, remember? They're, they all passed the checks. No one's quite that unstable. Things will be fine. And hey, what's the worst thing that happens? I go find more people for you in a couple weeks. Great. I can't wait. Well, as long as they're going to get the job done. That's all that matters. As long as I don't have to shoot another fucking gun. Oh, uh, we'll get over. We'll get you over that if it kills you. Specifically so it doesn't kill you, Florence. By the way, I got you guys some uh, parting favors, if you will. I kind of like gestures like just over her shoulder, like a box sitting on the bench next to her. You know the drill. Wait for me to be gone. We'll be in touch. I'm going to go have fun with the with T-boys, the I guess. Uh, be safe. I don't know. Parting's weird. She kind of folds the newspaper, puts it on top of the box, and walks away kind of thing. So yeah, I guess after after a couple more minutes pass, uh, Francis will will uh, you know fold up his newspaper and go look at the box. Yeah. All right. So inside the box, there's a collection of burner phones. Um, so they've got some kind of pre-programmed numbers inside of them, so you guys can stay in touch. Type effectively now that you've been split up. Some there are some kind of other numbers in there that if you want to look into later, you absolutely can. It's yeah. It's this is arguably the most you've ever gotten to know about fiddlesticks during an operation, or even not an operation, technically speaking. More importantly, out of all of this, it does. There's a business card for the IRS that simply reads Samantha Pierce. Dun dun dun. Yeah. All right, but you two have an appointment to make. So you have an address. You're in Chicago. You're going. You're going to the suburb of Chicago named Whitecrest. It's Towards the outskirts of it, it's kind of like it's not one of the nicer parts either. It's going through a bit of a gentrification process. You have an address for a office building that seems to be kind of specializing in temporary office setups for people. Like if you have to have a conference room, here's where you have it happen. As you kind of approach the – yeah, you have an address. You have a room number. As you approach the room number, you see two people already waiting for you inside kind of around a conference table. And Miss Pine, who you've met kind of in passing on previous on previous operations, 
at the front waiting for you. Go all right in. Yeah, Florence follows behind Francis. So nice of all of FCL to join us here. Uh, Francis, Florence, uh, meet your new teammates. Uh, kind of gestures at both of you. What, what were the names you picked again? Father Faustus is what I was blessed with and is what you can call me. And gestures to the other one. You guys can call me John. Pierce rolls her eyes at this. Code name, John. Code name. <sighs> you can call me Foxtrot. Was that really so hard? All right, so. Obviously, you're all here for a reason. And as two of you will soon learn, and the rest of you already know, that reason's never good. We were recently notified of an increase in homeless disappearances by an organization by the name of Reaching Hands. They're a small, local kind of homeless outreach group that normally would ignore this type of complaint, but the numbers of people vanishing that they've talked about are extreme. We're talking a missing of at least 50 people, and admittedly, the homeless population of Chicago is transient and migratory, given the whole weather situation here, but this almost seems to have happened overnight. There are, kind of like has a thing behind her, she's showing this, like up some maps on, there are three locations, there are three homeless camps located in this kind of area. They are referred to as simply as the runoff, Parkview, and the warehouse, and they're kind of like at three different parts of the city. We're not sure what happened, but the warehouse appears to be partially populated the runoff has the least disappearances for it so far, and Parkview seems to be essentially a ghost town. And what makes this one stranger, at least according to Reaching Hands, is people will typically move back in in these types of emptying outs. That's not occurring, and it's actually causing overcrowding at the runoff. Hmm. Normally we'd kind of throw this under the rug as just a typical homeless people disappear or die tragically. But it's the insistence that something else weird is going on and kind of like goes to another slide. And there's been the first body that was found. Uh, John Doe, unfortunately, without any name or kind of evidence to that. But it did wash up kind of along the uh, along the kind of lake line. And we found a strange, almost like ichor-like substance inside of its veins. Ichor-like substance? Yes, a um, a green, almost glue-like substance had permeated much of its muscle, uh, muscle, musculature and other kind of vital symptoms. Uh, its lungs, heart, and kind of other vital organs were just packed with the stuff. Uh, we managed to write it off at the kind of crime lab as just lake contaminants or the downside of being homelessness and intercepted the body out of the morgue as fast as we could. But that's when it bumped up from annoyance of do-gooders to there's something worth checking out here. Do you have a sample for me? We can provide you of one. Unfortunately, we do not have an easy access to lab facilities in the city given the regionality and Chicago PD's willingness to dump this case as fast as possible. They're more than happy right off as just a homeless missing instance. There's, um, there's a CDC office here I can probably utilize. Fair enough. No, we did not think of that at the time. We could definitely send. We can definitely arrange for the sample to be returned to you. 
We suggest you find lodgings of some kind. We'll forward along some other information that may be pertinent to this. Uh, this is a bit of a, a bit of a manhunt, kind of looks at Francis, which might make it your area. We actually don't know if anything truly unnatural is going on. Really, the only indications we have is this strange corpse wash up. But again, the tragedy is being homeless. Maybe don't account for the icker, but it's a big enough lake. Something terrible might live in there too. That just managed to right place, wrong time for our type of situation. As always, agents investigate, report, and contain the situation. Kind of looks at the two senior agents, and do try and keep at least most of the new squad alive. If you have any questions, FCL, I can be reached. But at the same time, I expect you to operate independently in the field as best you can. Uh, good luck and good hunting, I suppose. A uh, question for you. Yes. Any, uh, so for this uh, hunt we got going on, any oversight I need to worry about? People that are uh, going to be checking in on this, essentially, other than you guys? Agent Foxtrot, I believe you um, are used to operating on U.S. soil, despite uh, not being supposed to. You're not supposed to be here. None of you are. But we encourage you to make of that operating motive as what you will. Limit exposure. The less pe- less people interested in this whole outcome, the better. Feel free to use whatever means necessary to kind of uncover the situation here and, if need be, contain it. But we will acknowledge that at least the a good place to start might indeed be the Reaching Hands organization. They may also be a bit of a complication given their deep vested interest in the on in well the helpless disappearances hmm. you had you had me at uh any means necessary i'll uh i'll just operate from that space thanks so we're operating on u.s soil under top beyond top secret miss pine kind of leans on the table gets real kind of like looks down for a second kind of looks back up Father Faustus, understand that not even the president knows you're here. We don't tell idiots like that important things. Our work is far too important. And that's why I've never heard of this Delta Green before. If you'd heard of us, you'd probably be dead. Hmm. Gotcha. Heard that before. All right. All right, I do have a few questions for you just to grab some more information. But of course. Do you uh, have anyone we can speak to at this Helping Hands organization? Perhaps a, a friendly who tipped us off? Not so much a friendly, but we do have we have been in contact with the uh, founder and her assistant of it. It's a small operation. I think about 10 people tops. Their largest asset is a delivery van used to, well, deliver stuff to the sites. Uh, the the original organizer is a Polly Gear, and her assistant is a Miss Flower. We assume it's a pseudonym, but didn't bother wasting time digging below that for her actual name. Gotcha. And now you said these homeless people almost disappeared overnight. Is it? Do you mean like literally overnight, or like a week, month? That's the impression we've been given. Uh, I'm not sure what you know about homeless population kind of monitoring, but typically 
most people, for better or worse, are glad to see them gone and don't really record when they suddenly start vanishing unless they have, well, a more sympathetic interest in the situation. According to Reaching Hands, it was that large populations in a very short period of time. They described it as overnight, but you know how those bleeding hearts are kind of prone to exaggerating some. I suspect that it would be a more drawn-out process, but again, we do have a shocking number of people gone in a fairly short period of time. I see. Um, and now the body, when it was recovered from the river, and it was dis- the ichor was discovered inside the body. Um, what what um was there a wound on it? Did it have like a like a, maybe like a, a point of entry to determine how the how this this substance got inside of it? She kind of like goes through some notes on the desk real quick. Yes. Uh, we're not sure if it was the point of entry, but there was a strange, almost quarter size hole around the kind of base of the spinal column near the skull that punctured through. It did not didn't puncture all the way through, though. It kind of punctured up to the spinal column and then stopped. We thought that might be an injection spot, but that's hypothetically a monstrously huge needle. Gotcha. And what was the, what was the time of death established from that? Uh, we couldn't really tell. It had been in the water too long, and the decomp was extensive. It's currently on ice for kind of further study. Even even if it was discovered in water, you should be able to tell at least from a deterioration of organ like uh, other organs about how long. The ichor appears to have a preserving effect. The body is in multiple stages of decomp simultaneously. And how how conveniently unfortunate. Um, <laughs> Indeed, the, these uh, these homeless camps are they located on the water? All three of them run off Parkview and Warehouse. No. Uh... Arguably, runoff is the closest. It's, well, by a storm runoff, if you will. And the warehouse, it's the most inland. Parkview, it's near actually a fairly gentrified part of the neighborhood referred to as, kind of checks for notes again, the peak gated community. It's relatively new. It's been a cause of some strife in the local population. It's yet another sign of gentrification moving into a lower-income, middle-income, at most, neighborhood. Historically, the camps had been kind of left alone. There has been some friction between that camp specifically and the peak. Gotcha. Um, Have there been any any other disappearances um, recently, or just, just homeless population? Only homeless that have been reported, but kind of leans over. This is Chicago. People die horribly here with a little bit too much frequency. Well, I don't know if there was a spike in uh, disappearances. Not that we can tie to this specific location. Uh, a normal number of drug overdoses, normal number of shootings. Uh, this is Shy Town or Shy Rack, depending on how you choose to think of it. So, certain parts of the city, the death rate is surprisingly high. And with the proximity to the lake, it's an ideal dumping zone. I see. Uh, out, out of character, did you say the, the park view is closest to the peak? Or warehouse. Uh, Parkview is closest to the peak. Thank you, uh, Miss Pine. I do have a question for you. Uh, mm-hmm. Is there a main opposition force uh, that's going to be known to have or to be at odds with help or reaching hands? Was it? I'm not sure. I follow the question, Faustus. Are, are you asking if there's a 
counterintelligence investigating a no, no. 10 person charity organization? No, I'm talking about uh, if there, you know, how there's protesters outside of an abortion clinic or uh, any kind of proud boy activity that shows up whenever, uh, whenever the youngsters kind of hit the polls. Uh, any kind of known, I would imagine, Facebook mom group that wants these. Wants the homeless population out of their community. There have there has been several reports of maybe not friction against the uh, reaching hands specifically, but the residents of the peak and the local homeless encampment have had some police related run ins, uh, several kind of fraudulent charges of allegations against the camp. For, for the most part, as far as homeless encampments go, it's a relatively peaceful one it was the of the three the best and now it's completely deserted unfortunately kind of the normal number of various phone calls and allegations against for well a uppity neighborhood that happens to find itself next to a undesirable group gotcha gotcha okay um can we take the case file yep slides it across to you uh, when should I be expecting the sample? We will send them to you ASAP. The The body has not left the city, thankfully, so we can... Any specific samples you'd like to have us focus upon, we can also just send the entire corpse if need be, but that might raise a couple red flags. Um, just give me an array. Take a couple from uh, over the body. You said Understood. that it's in various stages of decomposition, so... Uh, Preferably from areas that are differing from each other. We already have a several. We already have a selection of samples taken, given the organ-based probing. But we can expand it to a couple others. We should have something for you. A spinal tap to get some spinal fluid, if you can. Can do. Sounds like you should just get the whole body in case you need to go back for seconds. Yeah, but I don't really know what I'm going to tell the office if a whole ass body just shows up without explanation. If we need it, I'll ask for it. Gotcha. So, uh, Foxtrot, Fausta, tell me a little bit about yourselves. What you guys' skills look like? Well, I work for the U.S. government, helping spread democracy. I see you, uh, I see you really like the taste of that Kool-Aid. Yeah. More like a tea, actually. <laughs> but, yeah. So you're a shooter? Are we going to stay with this Foxtrot shit the whole time? I Just call me John. I don't get this whole codename bullshit. John's fine. Don't really care. So, yeah, just call me that. So you're a shooter, John? Uh, something like that. Like, I guess, and I understand that we're all being a little bit more vague with everything else, but John, you, you, you sound like a mass shooter. Do you have any other kind of personality besides I'm Mr. John Doe, I know how to work a gun, and I don't want to be here? I also like tea. 
So if you're looking for some sort of personality thing, for some sort of weird personality matchup so we can be buddy-buddy partners, uh, you're probably not going to find that with me. Not that. On the other hand, if you need something done, uh, I'll get it done. So that's where we're at. My job here is to help complete the mission. That's what I do. That's what I'm good at. And so beyond that, not really here to make friends. I don't have friends in my personal life. I don't care to do it in my job, nor on any other special assignments I'm on. So do that with what you will. Um, but that's all you're pretty much going to get out of me at this point. So That's it. That's all I needed to know. What about you, Father? Uh, as you can tell by my collar, I work with the church. Good question, actually. Is is the father wearing his full like church regalia at this meeting? No, 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 no. It's not the uh, it's not the full regalia. I'm not gonna fucking come in with like a monk's <laughs> robe or anything else. <laughs> um, uh, you could you, uh, at Catholic stores you could purchase this, but usually you have to have you have to be Catholic known. Well, yeah, there's specific Catholic stores for Catholic paraphernalia. Um, it's a tab collar shirt. So basically, gotcha. it's like a black uh, cotton shirt that you can... Um, it's little, like, button clasps that you can throw your collar on. Um, but, yeah, Father Faustus just kind of raises his collar to show off the fact that he does have one. But, yeah, I work with the church. Los Angeles Diocese. And... Ex Navy, so I guess that's why I'm here. Shooter as well, or former SEAL, so you could say that as well. I don't think I'm gonna have to shoot a gun. I'm happy. Are you not gun equipped? If we need oh, a gun, I'm equipped. I just don't want to shoot. Understandable. Understandable. I'm the research side of things. You could say the same as well. I am a studied man, so you could say that as well for myself. Um, unfortunately, it looks like we're we're lacking a first aid expert, so try not to get hurt. I'll do my best. So you guys know what we're going to be getting into, right? You have some idea at least? Absolutely not. A woman just kind of barged into my men's group and just started smoking inside like some sort of maniac, threw down a thick binder, and put a gun to my chest. So I'm here. Well, um, a shopping list for you both uh, to take care of before I really kick this off. Um, you're going to need a gun. That's for sure. I don't know how hard it would be, but getting a uh, some protection, a vest, good idea. Uh, some spare cash on hand, great idea. A little bit late now, but uh, burner phones as well. Do you have those yet? Uh, yeah, I've got all those covered. And so uh, in that, I show that I have uh, a side-holstered Springfield 1911. I have a ankle-holstered uh, Hellcat Springfield handgun. I have a serrated blade that I have hidden on me as well. And I have a... Uh, well, I don't actually have my vest on, but yeah. 
So uh, as far as that goes, I'm uh, I'm covered. So any other gear I need, I I can get a hold of relatively easy. So um, I don't think I'll be making any shopping trips. I'm pretty much good to go. Fantastic. So upon hearing this kind of Miss Pine kind of actually chimes in too, she's like, we also have a green box that if you feel necessary, you can access. It's in the file. Anything we should know about the green box before we go in? You know how they are. The records aren't exactly the best up to date. Last we checked, it was based in Chicago, so probably at least a few firearms. I'd be highly doubtful as survival gear, but you never know. Nothing like a trip to an REI will change, but otherwise. All right. Um, do we all have our own cars? Yes, I rented a car uh, to get here. Poor choice. Should have taken public transport from O'Hare. All right. Where is everybody staying? Are we changing locale to be a lot more in proximity, or...? Yeah, we at least want to be centralized around each other. I figured we'd uh, find some sort of motel or something nearby. We can do that. Unless there's some sort of special uh, Delta Green safe house that uh, we don't know about. Do we have one of those, Miss Pine? (laughs) Oh, you'll have a lot to learn. That's what I fucking thought. Yeah, we'll find them. Are anyone carrying their actual phones on them? Talk to friends, family on? Nope. I have left that in my car, but otherwise I can go ahead and leave that in a safe space if need be. And just don't take it when we're out investigating. If we do have an investigation launched into us, we don't want them to be able to ping the uh, the phones. Figure out what we are. Of course, of course. Well, Francis, you ready to get out of here? Yes. We should um, hit up these helping hands guys, or at least look at the file first. See, let's see if we can learn anything else. Yeah, let's we get checked in, check out the file, and then we can get to work if anything else um i do happen to have a change of clothes with a little bit more of an official look to myself i can uh start heading over to helping hands and start asking about mm, some details if they need any assistance or anything else like that you know little base little base uh familiarity See what I can extract from them. It's not a bad call. That might be a good idea, you know. Um, I know that I know the church does a lot of work with the homeless, so I'm sure they'd be they'd be more than happy to accept the help. Might be a good idea to touch base with them. One last thing before we head out: uh, Do you all have liquid cash on hand? One knows to carry a bit of just cash for moving purposes, but yes, I should be fine. Do we have a cash storehouse? Yeah, it's me. Yeah, Florence. Yeah, just say no and Florence will give you money. <laughs> gotcha. So here, uh, she's going to pass out $200 to everybody. 
in case you need to bribe or buy something on the fly, and I don't want to be bothered. So, I'm working. There you go. I'll take the $200 and just put it in my pocket. Well, thank you, Miss... What was it again? Dr. Florence. Dr. Florence, my apologies. Uh, no need to apologize. Yeah, uh... Thanks. Yes. Alright, let's go get checked in. <clears throat> and Florence will leave. Oh, uh, you two seem to work well together. Here is... Er... Do you already have your burner phones established? Yeah, I'll give you my... I'll give you our... I'll, we'll exchange burner phone numbers. Perfect. And uh, my burner MySpace account as well. MySpace, where all the Delta Green agents get social. <laughs> Dude, it'd be like the safest place, you know, with no one else ever going on to MySpace. That or Friendster, yeah. I was about to say, it's like Friendster, but Friendster's still popular in Southeast Asia for whatever reason. I feel like, okay, this is this is out of character, but if MySpace is really where Delta Green hangs out, does that mean secretly in some time, like, storyline? Justin Timberlake, who owns MySpace, is some sort of high-ranking Delta Green operative? No, but Tom was probably a member at one point. <laughs> yeah, dude, you're not supposed to know that, dude. That stuff's yeah. dude, Tom, Tom level clearance. Tom's part of A-Cell now. Who do you think is in T-Cell? Touche. There never was a Tom. No, no, no. Tom's Alphonse now. Come on. That's fair. He's up to A-Cell. <laughs> yeah, he, he's the guy now. If, I, if I'm ever in a T-Cell, my, um, my codename is going to be Timberlake. <laughs> so you all head back to uh, I guess I should have asked like, are you staying at the same hotel are you staying at different hotels I can imagine Francis can pay for something a tad nicer than everyone else but also who knows yeah um, Florence is going to stay wherever Francis is staying Francis is going to stay at the Ramada Inn next to the airport uh, I'll say whatever kind of off the grid uh, is it motel. wrong uh, is it wrong that I kind of picture like Fo- Agent Foxtrot maybe has like camping gear and it's like no I'll just, I'll just sleep in the lobby or something in my tent <laughs> no but don't be surprised if he doesn't happen to have that as a necessary if he all of a sudden can't go back to his hotel room he does strike the kind of guy that owns multiple roof trunks for multiple cars. <laughs> not, yeah, sorry, roof tents, not roof trunks. That's stupid, yeah. Mm. I feel like Father Faustus has a built-in points that he could use. Well, so that, or is he possibly staying at, like, some seminary is the wrong phrase, but, like, some other local priestly thing. I'm not. I don't know. I don't know much about the Catholic Church, so I can't really say what they'd be doing. But like, that's a thing, right? You wouldn't say like at the convent or something like that, hypothetically. I mean, not a convent because a convent is specifically yeah, like I know. stuff like that. But yeah, I, I I know that there's a lot of people in the church who just surf. So, so like, uh, possibly like, there's a possible chance that uh, he's staying with a or borrowing a space or using a space that like. The church could uh, provide. You could technically stay at the church. Like they would have, they could set up like some like makeshift cots lodging kind of scenario for you at the church itself if they really wanted to. 
Like, that's also a thing. That could be interesting as well. Yeah. So, at least the good Catholic churches that I was aware of growing up yeah. would do stuff like that. We're in Chicago, right? Okay. Probably a couple good Catholic churches there. Yeah. Catholic heartland of the Midwest. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I would say... I would say um, Father Faustus is staying with someone within the net, someone within the church network, like a like a cool like uh, borrowing borrowing a room or borrowing a space. Yeah, at at the church. I think he's just staying at the church at like a local cathedral. All right. So I have an idea where they're staying. Kind of we so. The original F cells staying together because they understand the importance of that, and new F cells off doing their own things. So, I guess who wants to kind of introduce their characters? Are um, Francis and Florence staying in the same room, or are they still doing separate rooms? Probably separate. Yeah. yeah. Also, I guess who wants to go first? I guess like we have four new characters. Um, who wants to explain who they are? I'll hold off to see what the intros kind of would go like, just like get an idea of where to go with it. No, sure. Yeah, I guess like it's kind of like. This is your checking in and a presenting like some actual ID or maybe not actual ID in some of your cases. Like, let's start with the two that are staying in the same plate. Agent Francis, tell us about Agent Francis. You're staying at a sensible but not like terrible hotel near the airport. So, Agent Francis is a middle age, probably coming up on, you know, he's probably got a. Close to twenty years on the with U.S. Marshals. He uh, he specializes in uh, the investigation and um, you know, the actually catching of criminals. He doesn't he doesn't do a lot of the more you know guarding witnesses or desk work that a lot of marshals are. Dude's a manhunter. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Uh, Francis would consider himself a you know experienced Delta Green agent now at this point. He definitely leans much more closely to the the shoot first, ask questions later. It just looked like we've established he's middle age, like uh, right, right. Fra- uh, Francis is um, sort of that brownish graying hair. He just, he dresses pretty casually, you know, jeans, uh, button up. Uh, the wrink- the wrinkles are definitely increasing by the day, though, and the white hair as well. Is he getting older? Or is it the stress of the job? Oh, it's it's everything. It's got that nice downhill slide going on. Yeah, you know, the kid drinking, the job, the other job. Yeah. All right, cool. Florence, tell us about Florence. Yeah, Florence is um, short. Not super short, uh, but notice, noticeably shorter than probably most of the other members of F-Cell. Uh, she's also pretty young, um, probably younger than what people would expect Delta Green to be recruiting for. But she carries herself with experience. She'd also consider herself an experienced Delta Green agent at this point, even though she still has real issues with shooting a gun. And while uh, Francis is shoot first, ask questions later, Florence is ask questions first and really hope you don't have to shoot. Uh, She's got brownish hair. A bit on the lighter side, uh, but she walks around in black clothing. And uh, when she checks into her hotel, I think she probably checks in with her regular ID. 
and requests that uh, there be no room service, uh, but instead that they bring the cleaning supplies for her. And she takes time to clean the whole room herself uh, before setting up her mini lab that she has. Now, is that more of an OCD thing, or is that more of a... Like what's like what drives that, I guess? Yeah, she's kind of got an issue with germs. Uh, she works for the CDC, the emergency response team. So mm-hmm. uh, she's one of their top virologists. Um, so she kind of drops into the deep end of, um, well, uh, pandemics, basically. Sure. Or uh, outbreaks. So uh, she doesn't shake hands. She hardly likes to do the elbow handshake. Uh, she's got this major aversion to germs, I guess. So, yeah, it's a bit OCD. And uh, she doesn't like people being in her her personal space, which wherever she's staying is. Sure. Agent Faustus. So, um, Agent Faustus is... A retired, uh, retired uh, SOCOM or Navy, retired Navy. Um, he's currently, or he was a uh, part of the chaplain, uh, the Navy chaplains and stuff like that. Uh, currently working in LA uh, and um, working with like the VA uh, for a like veterans outreach and stuff like that. Um, as well as doing like small group studies and everything else to sort at his um, local uh, church, Catholic church, whatever. Um, I'm not super familiar with that as uh, it's not part of that. I didn't grow up with it, but um, small tinges and stuff that I've experienced so far. Sure. Um, but otherwise he's a pretty well, like he's, compassionate in the sense of like he wants to help out with folks and so being blackmailed into Delta is going to be an interesting experience for him for sure. Oh sure. Last but not least Agent Foxtrot aka John. Alright well John who uh, well I guess since this this is out of character obviously since we're introducing ourselves. Okay so John Who's actually named Javier Cortez? Is he works as a special operations group operator for the CIA? Um, before that, he spent eight years in the Marine Corps. Um, most of that is pretty much under wraps, especially his CIA career for the most part. Um, but yes, he does. Uh, he has seen his fair share of violence. Uh, he. He is an older gentleman of uh, Mexican heritage. He uh, is not, he's not, I guess, because his charisma is pretty low, just to put it out there. Um, but he is better than average looking as a character. He looks like Javier Bardem, which is what I'm basing him off of, his look-wise. But he is very much, his personality and his attitude is very much off-putting is what makes his charisma such so awful, sure. I guess if you will. So. Doesn't drink, doesn't smoke, very much clean slate when it comes to that stuff. Mainly because it it keeps him, he he likes to keep in mind that he's like, you know, nothing that could potentially augment his ability to do his job when it comes to the mission. 
whatever it may be at that point. Sure. Um, so likes tea and will basically, uh, yeah, he'll just sort of flat out. He just, he's a team player, but kind of not by choice, but by design kind of thing. Like he, he'll play along, but he's, you know, if he can do it on his own, he will. Well, I think I have based on the conversations we had, design really is probably the right word for him. Like there's a yeah. mechanical coldness to your character, definitely. Yeah. And it and it's 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 by design, kind of just like I mean, even in his real life, you know, he family's dead, he has one dog that he ha- you know, that he not even that very attached to. Like it's just kind of like, yeah, I have a pet kind of thing. So Alright. Yeah. Alright, so how does each one of you set up your hotel room? I guess we can start with Florence because we kind of already have a bit of an insight. She's doing the whole kind of cleaning thing herself. Like, what'd you bring with you, I guess, kind of as your general go back for this? Like, are you doing anything special to it? Anything you're tapping into from uh, equipment wise? Anything along those lines? Um, so, Florence has brought a, uh, a semi portable lab. Um, Stuff that she would be able to have uh, either sent ahead or, or rather checked on a plane. Sure. Um, so she probably picks like the kitchen or the bathroom uh, and gets some duct tape and spends some time um, taping up some plastic all around and making the room sterile so she can set up her, her lab there. It's part of the reason why she doesn't want room service coming in because of how awkward it would be trying to explain why you look like you have a murder room set up in your hotel room. I was going to say, that's the last thing you want housekeeping bumbling into. It's like, obviously, a murderer stays in this room. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, she always brings with her uh, a couple of books um, on not not even necessarily like... Uh, microbiology she's pretty sure that she's gotten everything she can out of those books locked away in her memory but she has stuff on basic biology and other areas of science that she's not as tuned into uh she also has a shotgun and her kevlar vest uh and a couple thousand dollars in cash uh that she keeps out and around just in case delta green ever comes calling um but she takes she takes a couple of hours to get the room set up and sterile uh she actually brings her own like blanket and sheets for the room. Um, she's torn up the ones that the the hotel has and just stuffed them in a corner. All right, uh, Agent Francis, how are you preparing your room? Agent Francis, he actually doesn't prepare a lot. You know, he sweeps the room for any sort of uh, you know cameras, listening devices, kind of standard procedure. Uh, you know, he's, he's brought his, his brought his shotgun and his his vest and obviously his service weapon. Uh, he'll generally hide that kind of stuff in one of the vents and also request not room no room service. Sure. Oh, he doesn't do anything really other other special other than that. Cool. Yeah, Agent Foxtrot. Um, he so his to go bag mainly has any kind of like uh, surveillance recon equipment he would need to have. If he were to do some nighttime work and whatnot. He's got his uh his two concealed carry weapons on him, his blade. He's got his uh body armor on him. Um mainly packed up. So he packs relatively light. He may have a few changes of like button up shirts and some pants. Sure. Um 
probably rocks just, you know, different pairs of socks and like one or two sets of shoes, one of them being boots. Beyond that, he uh, also was, will not request room service and keep everything relatively close to him and whatnot. Doesn't really unpack much. Like the room will pretty much stay as is. Um, so everything will kind of stay nice and neat in case he needs to bug out immediately. Yeah, it's got, so I can imagine he like packed in ways like living out of one or two duffel bags and you'd never have to even pull stuff out of the duffel bags, really. Yep. So he's very much a he'll pull stuff out of the bag if he needs it, tucks it back in if he needs to put it in there, and then, you know, it's if he needs to get out of there in a moment's notice, all he does is grab the bags. He's not scouring to look around for stuff. He's just a grab and go. I also enjoy how he doesn't necessarily know what he's here to do, but that's what he chooses to bring because it's like, yeah, that's what I bring places. Yep. Last but obviously not least, Agent Faustus. So Faustus is traveling pretty late. Um, he's got his Beretta with him, silencer, and then just a little go bag of whatever have you. So it's just kind of like clothes, sat phone, laptop. Uh, he's staying at a church, so there's not really very much else outside of like, here's the travel case. That's really just it. Sure. So with all that said, what's next, I guess? You have a couple leads you can run down. There was some conversation about who was going to go where. Um, yeah, I, I, how do we go about this? Two of you are much more experienced about Delta Green agents, obviously. Two of you, you probably have been briefed slightly about what Delta Green is, but it all seems a tad impossible. Monsters aren't real. Like, this is just another government op. In one case, you're probably fine. That. In the other case, it's, oh, God, what have I gotten myself into again? Where do we go? Francis would come up with a plan, you know, maybe in like uh, before we left to the hotels, uh, introduced to the group, saying that me and me and Faust Fausto should go to uh, the Helping Hands organization, you know, interview them about the homeless and their disappearances. Sure. While Florence and Foxtrot uh, should investigate the corpse, if that's still around, the one with the sort of weird substance found in its body. Yeah. The Icker, I believe. Doable. Yeah, and they're arranging for some samples to be sent to that. What are you going to do as part of this, uh, Foxtrot? I'm going to hang around until they call me to need me. Uh, I, yeah, I was, I was suggesting that Foxtrot goes with Florence. Fair. Oh, there you go. Then, yeah, I guess uh, when they call me to go over and head over with Francis to... Uh, you said Francis, right? Uh, Florence. So as soon as I get the call to head over to meet up with Florence, then yeah. But until then, I I sit tight until uh, given orders to do so. All right. Um, Florence will ask that each of you, except for Francis, come by her, come by her her her, her room at some point. Can they come together? Or do they need to come separately. It doesn't matter. All right. I mean, Francis can come if he wants. Done. Group meeting. Okay. Well, um, then I will go ahead and just walk on over there. Yep, I'll head on over to the uh, Florence's room. Sounds good. So I knock on the room door. Uh, yeah, she'll come and open it. Um, she just opens the door and lets you all walk in. Uh, says, uh, stay out of the kitchen. It's got this big, like, uh, semi-opaque 
plastic tarp over the uh, doorway to the kitchen. So I'm going to grab a seat and I'm just going to kind of look over and say, so you guys thought I was a serial killer, serial killer tendencies, but uh, that black tarp, no red flags, eh? Okay. Well, you know, I've learned that Florence is not a serial killer. I'm not sure about you yet. Hmm. Look, so I'm not really the kind of doctor that will patch you up, but in a pinch, I can be. So I need you, well, I basically need to do a physical on the two of you. Know what blood type you have. I just want to make sure I know what I need to know about you in case, you know, you get shot, you need blood, you're sick. Are you uh, both okay with that? You don't need to do a physical on me. But all you need to know is I'm O positive. Sure. I've donated blood a couple times, be negative, but if you really want to go for it, all right. What's this going to do exactly? Uh, or what well, are you going to do with this information exactly? Well, it's useful in case you ever get shot and we can't take you to a hospital because you've been shot in some illegal way. You mm. are a. Uh, priest and you know if we get shot in a raid what are we going to say that you were uh, you were a priest working with the FBI or whatever I don't know if it would work alright alright understandable Um. so yeah that, that's really all she wanted to get was that information Um. but we're all here so as Francis has said uh, we should split up cover some more ground. Uh, we should check in with each other about every hour, though. So, Alright. Who am I rolling with, then? I think you're with me. Okay. You uh, driving, or you want me to drive? Um, hey, you have more training driving rather than just your license? Um, I drive... Um, I don't think there's any kind of tactical driving that I normally do in my line of work, but um, I can get us from point A to point B just fine. Sure, you can drive. All right, so you're out to the CDC, correct? Or CDC office of some kind? Um, th- whoever has got the body right now. Yeah, yeah, they've they yeah they've shipped some samples to the CDC. You can yeah. also just go to the body if they want to. They have as coroner's office. Uh, we'll go to the CDC first. Yep. All right, cool. And the other two of you are off to Reaching Hands that's operating out of a kind of local homeless shelter. Okay, cool. 